Hey, and also, don't be the guy that takes it to four pots. All right, I, I I went in there, I about threw up. I right? have a little bit more uh, social awareness. That's to take a don't take it to four pots. Somebody a part of the hard knocks crew named the porta potty. <laughs> Ah, hello, boys, and welcome to the North Clem Experience. I'm here with uh, your hosts, Andrew Sauer, and myself, Ryan Hall. It's great to be back, boys. Is this real life? Are we actually having football right now? A full week one? That that's fine because that's like, you know, it makes sense. But a full season? Is it? I mean, it's it. We're we're there at this point, and we're just hoping and praying now. Um, it, it was a great week one. I don't know about you guys, but my Sunday felt it felt amazing. Back to the normal. Got with the boys, watched it outside. It was beautiful weather, um, and just couldn't ask for more. Praise Lord, um, dude. Sunday felt like absolute Christmas day. Like mm-hmm. um, it, it was just a jubilation. Even though like half my team's lost, like I didn't really. Even though the Eagles sucked a fat one, I didn't care because it was yeah, awesome. Wow you know no i hear you uh my teams did not fare well and my giants did not fare well as well they look great i will say that i was excited uh by what i saw the first time the giants played with tempo i know a lot of people are hating on them but i feel like they didn't watch the game because it was a new look giants daniel jones watch your stars that o-line looked bad still but you know we've got to watch them play Watch and the, the game got out of hand towards the end. You let Ben warm up, you know, and once he gets going at home, even though home, I don't, that's so weird. Imagine being a player, like, does a home, does home mean anything anymore? Like, I really have no idea. Like, or, or are they all playing Chargers games? <laughs> I don't you know? I don't really know what to make of that, but home is where the heart is. And the Steelers and, uh, and Big Ben and, uh, and Connor and James Connor and, and Benny Snell really took it to us. And speaking of uh, Benny Snell, Connor, sorry, did you see that trade that actually happened? The first trade in the league, trade alert, first trade in the league between the Nicholas Borgie, you know, of the keg runner of the keg master of the Davis um, Mill variant, of the Davis Mill variant with uh, a young Jeff. Ah, uh, young Jeff and and Sauer made a trade. I did for James Conner and for um, Benny Snell for Miles Sanders. What do you think of it? Yeah, it was one of uh, seventy-five notifications I got from ESPN Fantasy today, but it did catch my eye. Fortunately, um, at first I was like, "What the fuck?" Like again, like collusion again. Ah. And then, no, again, I thought I thought collusion too, but no, the more I thought about it, the you more thought, I thought it. You thought collusion. The more I thought about it, the more I wait. Is that I you? really came around? Ah. Like, who is that? Who is that? Is, is is that the Sultan of Steakums? the man himself? Oh. You, you guys, uh, you really thought you had it this year, didn't you? <laughs> Welcome, Welcome. We to Fantasy death. Football, you cockfuckers. How are we doing tonight? Nicholas Borgie, always great to have you. Great it's to good have to you. be on, boys. Thanks for having me. No, but again, going back to that trade, Nick, what do you make of it? Because at first, again, I was with Sour. I was like a little bit iffy, and now I came around to it. I think it's pretty equal, and that's why, I mean, I approved it no problem. It's a well, pretty, uh, I, I do have to thank you, and, and, I, and I, I do have to honestly say um, – I was very pleased on how quick the trade went through. You know, that's some great management. And, you know, I do have to take my cap off to you, uh, Commish. But, you know. Some great commissioning. Yeah, it's good commissioning. But, uh, look, I I love Jeff. You know, I'm not going to try to, you know, harm him. I feel like it was a very good (laughs) trade. But, you know. You, you know who you could trade with. Like, I know after last year, you know, I really don't believe it was collusion. I really don't. Like, 
I just believe that Jeff is a Metagon and Metagons don't know what they're doing sometimes. So I kind of, I had to go after, I saw injury and, you know, I have Sanders on my other team. So I just tried to trade. And I mean, it's still, like you guys said, somebody pointed out, I, you know, he's, I picked the worst O-line, but I just love Miles Sanders, man. And I have him in my other leagues, which is like, I, I want to kind of consolidate, excuse me, my thought, you know, which uh, I think will help me down the road here. But uh, I'll be completely no, honest, but... Borgie. I had to look up on Urban Dictionary right now what a Metagon was. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know that was a term. Can you give us a definition, Jamie? Now that you looked <laughs> it up. It's actually spelled Americano, but this word is used by Italian Americans to refer to non ethnic white people. So I definitely <laughs> learned a word today. Oh, you gotta love Assuming it, that's what you're talking about and not like a uh, yeah, obviously, like a you DNA know. structure. No, uh, I'm, the I'm second not, term that comes up. This, this isn't kind of this isn't one of those Aryan type things, you know. This is just a uh, a straight, you know, it was just a term. Like, I love Jeff. No, but, I know. Um, no, but actually looking at Jeff's team, I think he panicked a little bit um, having to play Justin Jackson week one. And um, so I, I think it was a slight panic on his part seeing a Miles Sanders injury, injury and a little, slight overreaction. Don't think it was invalid, but um, I think his team is good enough that he could have make, messed around with a couple of players and, and come out ahead week two. Um, still think he's got a pretty solid team. Well, I mean, at least some pieces. I kind of saw Sanders that. Sanders issue, uh, you know, it popped up Saturday night. It wasn't – he was limited all week. So you figured he was going to play. And then Adam Schefter out of nowhere at like 11 on Saturday. Miles Sanders not traveling with the team. It's like, holy Ooh. shit. You know, if you're a Miles Sanders owner, yeah, no, <laughs> what else I do you have to do it. except plug jo- Justin Jackson in? Yeah, no, I agree. And it was the right play by Jeff. Um, fortunately, he didn't catch the Cortland Sutton um, train as well. But, um, no, I agree. It's a tough It's a tough thing to go as a Miles Sanders owner myself. You know, I had the same, the same issue in another league. Um, I think, you know, Probably could have waited one more week before he makes a trade, but nothing against being aggressive. And, you know, who knows? He might come out on top at the end of the league. We'll see about that, um, though, you know, because, I mean, I see Sanders. I already owned him, and I just said, you know, this guy's going to get those uh, receptions. I just feel like he's going to get a lot of work, and it opens up the Philly passing scheme even more. And uh, especially if, you know, we can't block, he's going to be getting a lot of work in the passing game. But uh, but at the same time, I feel like the Pittsburgh Steelers put out a top 10, top five running back fantasy-wise every year regardless. Um, yeah, you, you know, it's, it's a Samuels. pretty much a stable. Uh, yeah, any, any running back you plug in there is going to play well, I think. Um, especially that Benny Snell, he's sort of following that paradigm of like the Le'Veon Bell, the James Conner, where you come in your rookie year, you're not really in shape that much. You get in shape off season. Something happens to the starting running back, and boom! Now you're a bona fide stud. You know, both of those mm-hmm. guys followed the path, so it's going to be interesting to see if Snell sort of does as well. Even though yeah, and he also there. has, yeah, and he also has that uh, the spinny mouthpiece, which makes him pretty cool. Um, <laughs> hey, speaking of but, AFC North teams, really quick, we have two uh, or AFC. Yeah, it's AFC North. We have a, a matchup tonight. Bengals, uh, Browns, Burrow, Baker, Boobs, Balls. Who you guys got? What you guys think? Dude, I got uh, I got the Browns. I think they bounce back. Uh, I think Kareem Hunt goes off. I think that uh, Chubb is going to be a kind of a bust. That's a hot take. Yeah, I actually agree with you there, Borgie. I think uh, Chubb's going to have a tough year. Yeah, for, for some reason. I don't know why. And they paid Kareem Hunt. Under Stefanski, you think? Well, yeah, I, they're going to get I think work. Kareem Hunt is going to get all the all the third down work, unfortunately. Right. But. And that could lead to TDs and to passing work. So, and he's got, he's good in the passing game. Like, that's huge. And, I mean, they're going to yep. use both of these guys, but I think the passing game is just, like, very, very, you know, underrated. So, yeah, 
See, I, I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm taking the other road. I'm saying the Bengals win tonight. Yeah. I just think B- Baker looked awful that first week. I'm with given you. It's against the. It's against the Ravens, you know, who have a great defense, and you know, faking a punt in the first quarter doesn't help uh, your winning case. Mm-hmm. But Baker just looked awful, and he's really fighting for his job right now. I think. Oh, I. Because agree. we didn't see anything from him last year. We, they're they're ready to move on almost. Yeah. Which is crazy to think of because he's not even in his fourth year. Yeah, but I mean, you're in your but third he, year. That's I mean, yeah. you have to produce it. And you're the number one overall pick. It's not you're this early second rounder that they had. You know, you're not doing what project. Daniel Jones is doing. That's for sure. Um, they drafted you to turn around the franchise, and <laughs> you turned it back the other way. <laughs> you know where they were just coming. Not from entirely for his fault. Years. I mean, the building blocks. You when sure. you're taking away your O line to build other pieces, it's it's not. But I actually feel good it from the other side, Sorry, I think the Bengals looked way better than I thought. I thought they were going to be terrible. Joe Burrow on that last drive looked fantastic. I thought he was a, a real surprise to me at how well he was doing despite that team. Um, and he was a field goal away from pushing it to OT um, against a good Chargers team who I thought were going to clean, clean house with it. Um, yeah. I mean, granted, the Chargers have the most the most t- injuries of any team, but I thought Joe Burrow looked way better than I thought. He was hitting AJ Green, who looked fully healthy. Well, not fully healthy, but um, as fully healthy as we've seen him. Yeah, as as fully healthy as we've seen him, and he was getting hit with the ball in the end zone. I mean, you can't you can't fault. Uh, I mean, the touchdown I thought almost was a touchdown, pretty much, but. That got called back on the Joe Burrow yeah. final drive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was an awesome time. So I, I, I have uh, changed my expectations a little bit. And I think the the Bengals are going to take this one home uh, against at home again. I mean, away at the at the Browns, the fellow Ohio yeah. boys. Speaking of that, yeah, it didn't look great the entire game, but that last drive, it was like, oh, yeah. He, he's the guy there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see? Speaking of that field goal, did you see Reggie Bullock, the kicker, afterwards? He said he pulled his calf, um, but what he was listed on the injury report for was the opposite calf that he held after the kick. Wow, the internet will always <laughs> find a way, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, uh... but yeah. God. Yeah, no. Let's uh, let's run through last week a little bit while we uh, while it's still up because there are a couple of interesting things happened. Um, one, I played pretty bad against Sour, uh, losing by a good forty points. Uh, just did not did not have all my pieces together. Looking to pull that out week week two, even though you did play Antonio Gibson. Yeah, it was. T- it's tough when you're you only have one player who scores over ten. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I got lucky because I think I scored the six most points in week one. So I could have easily taken a loss from six other or five other teams. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm lucky to have Mahomes and Mark Andrews as floor. Um, yeah. Well, Mandrews looks like he's going to be tight end one number yeah. one this year. After that, I mean, holy shit. Yeah, They're just one-handed for him in grab. the end zone and the one-handed grab. I mean, he's this looks like the real deal, real deal. He puts you in um, such a conundrum with Lamar too. You know, mm-hmm. where in the middle of the field are you going to cover? Short or behind you? You know, what mm-hmm. do you do as a linebacker? You're screwed. Yeah, but um, yeah, and then on my side, I mean, the only thing that really popped for me was Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Um, Unfortunately, I do have Austin Eckler, and it, it, the Chargers did not play well in that Bengals game. Um, just could not get anything going. Uh, Tyrod Taylor just did not did not throw the ball. I mean, so Eckler had 19 carries, but no, like one pass attempt, I think, one target. Yeah, which is um, which is just terrifying just, because when you think of Austin Eckler, right? Um, you think of just the dump downs. You think of when Melvin Gordon was out. And you're like, can Eckler still sustain this production? And it's like, oh, my God, he can sustain it and more. You know, he can be a bell mm-hmm. cow. So when Melvin Gordon leaves, you're like, it's all his. all The entire backfield's his. And that's predicated that he's catching five passes a game. 
That well, five, I'm, I, go ahead. I'm hoping I'm hoping they look at the film and they they talk around the league and they're like, holy shit, why didn't we throw him the fucking ball? Or else, because that can't be your game plan is to run him between the tackles for that long. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just ridiculous. That's undervaluing your freaking talent to to a maximum. Um, but at the same time, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who I assumed would be a similar back, um, didn't catch any balls either. So <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's move on. Let's talk about a little bit of uh, Sultan the Sneef and the the Washington Foreskins. I mean, we hit on the Jeff team a little bit. He had an unfortunate spat of injuries for his first couple of picks. Um, quite unfortunate. Other than that, Jeff's team, you know, looks pretty strong. Playing Le'Veon Bell as your as your third pick is not looking great anymore. I mean, any of those Jets players, man, they man, they look really, really, really bad. Le'Veon Bell. Um, I mean, yeah, it's the curse of Adam Gase. Until he's yeah, gone. Know. The curse was there before Adam Gase got there for the Jets, but um, yeah, it got worse. Yeah, and Adrian balled out, but he paid the iron price with Michael Thomas. Going to be out for at least a month with a high ankle sprain. That's real tough considering, you know, his wide receiver. Deontay Johnson and Mike Williams both are good. Um, but, you ho- you know, that Austin Eckler pain point continues with Mike Williams. Although Tyrod Taylor can get the ball downfield. But, you know, that's just not who you really want to be counting on as your wide receiver three. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think, Borgie? I don't think Borgie's with us anymore. I think he signed off. Oh, did he? But, um, yeah, I don't know what happened. I think we had some technical difficulties. But on the other side, I will say Zach Ertz, I saw some commotion about him. Not They're not going to sign him long term. Maybe that's after this year. But um, they're saying Goddard, you know, because Goddard's there, Ertz might see less work. Yeah, well, they they have a contract dispute as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, what's going on they, with he, those Eagles? He basically wants a new deal. And, I mean, if you're Howie Roseman and you're sitting there like, uh, I just drafted Goddard in the second. Um, you know, what do you do? Yeah, I don't need uh, to pay Ertz that much. Yeah, and Ertz, Ertz and Kittle and Kelsey just got paid. And there's no way in hell... Ertz doesn't want that range of money. A hundred percent. And I mean, yeah. honestly, Dallas Goddard deserves that money in three years too, two yeah. years, whatever exactly. he gets the contract. Exactly. So, so it's going to uh, be interesting to see how, because it's gotten ugly already. There was a really ugly answer from Ertz um, in terms of, they asked him basically about his contract and he basically said, I'm playing like it's my last year here. I want to finish here, but it doesn't seem reciprocated, which is me. You don't like hearing that in a press conference. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting, but I don't think he's going to lose too much fantasy value. You know, 10.8 points as a tight end, that's a tight end one. You know, you're mm-hmm. that. If that's a oh, score. Yeah. And the other thing was Washington was putting a safety in a corner basically on him at all times when Goddard was running free with linebackers, you know. So can Goddard do what Ertz does when Ertz has that attention towards him? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. He well, could. But... Yeah. But, uh, all right, moving on, let's talk about uh, your stepdad and Davis. Mill Road keg master, the Borgie, who's no longer with us, unfortunately. Um, I thought Blake, you know, put up a good, good game, a solid team. Brandon Cook's really hurt. Bears D really hurt. Um but on the other side, Borgie's team looks looks pretty primed and ready to go with Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins. And now adding Miles Sanders, that's basically three of the top 20 picks, three of the top 12 picks almost. Um, yeah. In, and in Jonathan the, Taylor as well. And Jonathan um, Taylor. Be ready for him. I'm glad so, he's not here to hear us talking about him like this. But damn, boy, his team looks Yeah, crazy. because I'd be like, Jonathan Taylor. Nah, Naheem Hines. Behind I, wouldn't, the... I wouldn't let him think he's mm-hmm. one of the best teams in the league. But he is. Um, especially with Jared Cook at tight end. Um, with that Michael Thomas injury, you know. The, unless they're going to throw to Taysom Hill 12 times a game. Like, someone's got to catch passes. Mm-hmm. And... No. 
Jared Cook is, you know, Emmanuel Sanders is still there for sure. Um, but you got to think Jared Cook stays involved, if not gets more involved. Um, and when you have a tight end like that, when, when he got him so cheap, you know, in ninth or tenth round, you know, that's recipe for success right there. Mm-hmm. And the other side on your stepdad's team, you know, the CMC pick, you know, that just, you know, pays out dividends number one overall. Um, no, well, it was number two. Oh, remember? my God, I forgot. <laughs> the Tots took the bait. And, uh, well, I don't know if it was a bait. He might have actually been between them. But I, I prompted him to uh, take Saquon, and he did. I, I, I didn't prompt him. I taunted him. Yeah, I'm sorry and he responded about that, with a fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tots. The Giants, yeah, they just couldn't get anything going rush-wise. At least he caught one big pass. Um, but yeah, other than that, on on his team, he's you know he's got some he's had some solid pieces. Chris Godwin, um, you know, Sammy Watkins had a good game. I don't know how he, he's looking like the number two there, so he could have some nice upside going forward. Yeah, we thought that week one of last year as well. Although I think mm-hmm. this year might be different, um, just because they redid his contract and everything, and he's finally healthy. Um. But yeah, it, and Chris Gott, I don't know if you saw the news with Chris Godwin, but he, he had concussion symptoms on Wednesday, which is not good at all. Um, because if you don't have, if they don't even know you had a concussion and then you have symptoms, delayed symptoms, it's like a multi-week absence. I didn't see that, so. Yeah. All right, um, so, move, let's. Let's move on to the next uh, the next game, though. Let's talk about one of my favorite games of the week is uh, Ryan Williams versus Joe Ilsley. Moneybags, Dubs versus the BP champ himself, who came to play this year. And I, I love to see it. I love to see him come back strong. Joe Ilsley with a big W to start week one. Beating Dubs by 20 points handedly. Um, put together a nice team. And looking forward, it looks even nicer. Honestly, with Big Ben coming out full sports, that Juju looks looks nicer and nicer. Marquise Brown looks like a wide receiver one. George Kittle has an unfortunate injury. Um, but, yeah, Kamara and Hunt as his running backs. And I think Hunt's going to see more and more work. Um, so, I, I really am I'm pumped to see that. That's I just love to see the active community in the league. And then on the other side, Dubs, Omaha, Omaha, taking uh, the Mannings uh, call at the uh, the goal line, at the uh, at line of scrimmage uh, for his picture. He has a he has a good team. Um, you know, he's he has a really good team, I think. He's got a good team on paper. Uh, didn't show out for him this week with an AJ Brown injury. Um, this week it kind of hurts. Nick Chubb, I, I think he's a little downward trend going for the rest of the year. Derrick Henry, obviously, is a number one. I think Drew Brees, I think this is his year where he drops a little bit in uh, production. That's my personal take. I think he's a, he's an old I think man. He's not he's, good. <laughs> I think he's an old man, and he's going to start playing like it. Um, even though, I mean, he did have a pretty good game against uh, Tampa Bay, let me ask you this. Just pretend this wasn't Drew Brees' last season. Pretend he, pretend he was ageless, like he didn't have an age, and just he was playing like he was. At what point do you think we would see Jameis Winston come I, in? I, at I was Orleans? hoping for it actually week one to come in with some gadget play of, of Jameis Winston chucking a but ball downfield. I'm saying downfield. quality-wise, like, we have a better quarterback on the bench. Let's play him. It's going to be tough. I mean, I still think, and I said this last time, Jameis with, Jameis with LASIK is the new man. I don't know if any, no one here has really – if anyone has eye problems, they'll understand. I mean, having to wear glasses every day, and he doesn't wear contacts in games because they get knocked out or rec specs because they don't look cool. And <laughs> – and Dude, Rex not looks just... fucking sick. I love Rex. Bex. I don't know why people make fun of him. I was the Rex Beck kid in middle why school. Why he doesn't. And then I got contact. Yeah, why he doesn't. How he could play without seeing. 
blows my mind away. So I, I still think we're we're panned out to see a, a fresh team. I just didn't realize that gonna... was always why he squinted. I thought it was just that's what he did. See? Like, how <laughs> how was that not fixed at Florida State? Yeah, unbelievable. This is bizarre anyway. You're getting free you're getting free lobsters and crabs. Why can't you get a free LASIK? Come on. <laughs> you got um, the optometrist in uh public. Moving on to uh Grayson Carter versus Kyle Roach. He hate me but show me your T days. Two of the That's highest of the highest scoring game uh of the week for sure. Um, yeah, Grayson's team game. Grayson's team balled the fuck out. Um Travis no one Kevin. scored under 10. Everyone had double digits. That's when you know. That's when you're in easy. That's bonafide. Yeah. yeah. His team's really good, too. Although the whole Allen Robinson situation's a little sticky. Um, although, if he got traded, it's probably better for his fantasy outlook for the rest oh, of the yeah. season. And then Josh um, Jacobs looks better and better. Um, oh, he, he's just a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, he. He just looks great in every single facet of the game. Um, and I think he's going to have one of those Christian McCaffrey-type seasons where it doesn't – like Las Vegas can go 4-12 and 12 and he'll still be RB5 if he stays mm-hmm. healthy, you know, at least. Um, he's – yeah, he's a stud. And David Johnson, too. I mean, he finally looked not only he healthy, looked really good. good. He, he looked really like good. the old David Johnson. No, he looked very good. I mean, he didn't look worth uh, DeAndre Hopkins, but he looked he looked really good. Yeah, I'm not I'm not giving Bill O'Brien credit for thinking that he'd look that good, but he does <laughs> look that good. No, he does. Um, that's and that's Will a, Fuller too. If Will Fuller can stay healthy, I mean, dude, if his whole team can stay healthy and play like they did Week One, mm-hmm. AJ Green as a third wide receiver is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. And Robbie yeah. Anderson on the bench. Too. Yeah, that's a nice nice little team Grayson put together. But now to my game of the week. That is Andrew Sauer himself, Chase Conklin, and Club Camel, Tyler Munessis. A great, great game, man. Chase pulling it out by one point. Um, quite awesome. One quite, that went down quite. to the end, too, with Melvin Gordon, right? Yeah, needed it, needed it. On Thursday, on Monday night, and got it. Um, with that extra, that extra, did he get a touchdown that game too? Yeah, he got that teeter. So, so. And you know, you know, Tots is just going to scorn Mike Zimmer for the rest of his life, no matter uh, what happens after and, that negative eight performance. And I mean, that's a hundred percent. The negative eight is absolutely deadly. But I mean, even a negative you know, six would have won him. The game. <laughs> I mean, they looked they looked rough on defense, but uh, the forty points from Devontae Adams for Chase is unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. I, mean, I saw someone say um, that they drafted Jordan Love just to piss off Aaron Rodgers, so he balls out, <laughs> and that was the best investment of the pick they could have made, better than any other receiver. And looked like it worked week one. I'll say that. That would be yeah. awesome if that's what they did. Playing yeah. mind games. Uh, like you could do it with yeah. what we got. We know. Yeah. Tots' team is really good, too, although he has a real weak spot at running back. Um, you know, you can't fault him for thinking Cam Akers was going to take over, but that's just not happening this year, at least. Looks unfortunate, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that whole Rams backfield is sort of a mess of sorts. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I could definitely see Cam Akers taking taking the ball going forward, and I mean, or Malcolm Malcolm Brown, so or Darrell Henderson. They're you know they're all <laughs> father son only see they're all the same fantasy wise at least. Mm-hmm. All right, well, well let's. Uh... Let's look a little bit away, uh, towards next week. What are your uh, what are your favorite matchups going next week, fantasy wise? So fantasy wise, not to toot my own horn, but I think me and uh, 
Oh my god, he already has eleven points. Oh, it's just the defense. Okay. Me and Adrian's team. He's uh starting the Bengals defense or the Browns defense rather against the Bengals. Um, mm-hmm. both one and zero teams. Uh, both have a li- Both have solid lineups, but a little bit of shuffling around to do. Um, me with Antonio Gibson, him with Michael Thomas. Um, I think it's just gonna be a good matchup. But again, I'm talking about myself. So what but do you we think? don't know who's playing because both of you guys are, are being rascals uh, of not p- putting in your lineups. I mean, do the you know? math, though. I mean, am I am I going to start Zeke? Am I going to start Mike Evans? Yes. Do you think you that's going to change anyone's position in the league? They're going to play the best team they can. No, but it changes the trade value of them. Oh, I see. If you're asking for my logic, then. Because it's not, oh, like, I'm, he's not even your starter. Because I don't necessarily start people based on, you know, that whole. And if nothing else, it helps me make lineup decisions easier. Because it's not like yeah, you I'm said that benching. Last so, time. Yeah, I'm not benching someone to start someone. I'm just starting. Mm-hmm. Because I used to have, like, nightmares about <laughs> benching people and then them going off. And vice oh, versa. yeah, no, that will give you nightmares. It, it's awful, yeah. Um, no, I think that's going to be a good matchup. I mean, two 1-0 teams. No, I think that's a, that's actually going to be a great matchup as well. Um, the other matchup I really like is uh, um, Club Camel versus Cho- Show Me Your TDs. Um, I actually think that's going to be closer oh, yeah. to Jackson's habit. Yeah. I have that written down here. Ty versus Roach is a must-win for both because they're both good teams, both mm-hmm. lost when they, you know, I don't want to say probably shouldn't have, but, like, you know, they, they could have easily won their game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, if I played Roach, for example, I would have lost, right? Um, yeah, and both teams are just absolutely primed for a shootout now looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Tots really cares a lot about that Giants Bears game um, from the oh, running wow. back perspective. Yeah, um, he hopes that's not a big passing game. But yeah, Saquon twenty points in that game—that's a lot, um, especially after last week. But I think uh, I think it'll be different against a, a team who's not going to be in the AFC Championship. So that's uh, the Giants will do better. <laughs> yeah. You think the Steelers are going to make the AFC Championship? I think they're going to. Uh, I mean, if Big Ben's back, baby, yeah. Their O-line, their defense. Oof. Dude, that, that defensive line is unbelievable. TJ Watt, Bud Dupree, fucking two other guys in the middle. I can't remember, but Casey they're Hayward. nasty. Casey Hayward. They're fucking Cam- No, it's Cameron Hayward. I Cameron Hayward. Yeah, it's yeah. Cameron Hayward. And there's someone else who's nasty and I can't remember. But they have like four. Well, they have Devin Bush in the middle. And Devin like, Bush has their outside linebacker. Minka. Yeah. yeah, no, their defense is nasty. So um, I think the Steelers have a big year. Shout out to Chase. I um, just don't know how they get past Baltimore in the division. Um, and if they can't win the division, I don't necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, I guess with no fans, I guess home field advantage isn't really a factor. That that'll be really. Yeah, but not having to travel is nice. Yeah, sure. Uh, but I think not having to travel isn't as much of an impact as a hundred thousand people screaming mm-hmm. in in the color that's not your color. So. Yeah, so another game I really like is uh, the BP Champers. He hate me. Joe Ellsley versus Grayson Carter. Um, two one no teams as well. And uh, Joe, talk about being active this year. Fucking love to see it. He's messing with their heads too. Sorry, he's pulling out a little sour game. Ah, oh, there he is. Messing Look with at that. Lineup. I love it. I love it, Joe. Fuck. I love it as long as you don't do it against me. <laughs> It is quite annoying, but uh, <laughs> it's very annoying. You know, whatever. I still think uh, 
still think this is going to be a good matchup, closer than week one would tell you, because uh, I don't think that's going to be as sustainable as it seemed week one. I don't think the Saints are going to score 17 points as a defense. Um, I don't think Josh Jacobs is going to score 33 points as a running back every week, but uh, look for double digits there for sure. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see the Deshaun to Will Fuller uh, target share because last last week on Thursday it was insane. Pretty much every pass went to Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. Right, he had like over fifty percent of the target share, which is insane. Right, um, but they're playing Baltimore, so if Marlon Humphrey is shadowing Will Fuller, that probably won't happen. See, that's the thing. You when know, he starts getting guarded like a wide receiver one, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for him. But yeah, yeah. He's always had Nuke on the other side. So mm-hmm. um and he played really well against um Kansas City. But you know and again that defense is just gonna do so many things. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, that's yeah, so moving on. Moving on to Chase versus Ryan Williams. Um, I actually think Ryan Williams has a slight advantage here. Um, but if the Nick Chubb doesn't doesn't play play well tonight, that could be a bad sign. But I still think he's underrated here as a as an underdog. I think uh, I would take my money line on Dubs. Um, and Chase, yeah. you know, Chase was uh, unwary of Aaron Rodgers going off. He believes in Dak. What do you think yeah, of that? Yeah, I saw that. Um, I think you got to stick with Dak, especially against that Swiss cheese defense that's the Falcons. Um, I mean, they're not just playing Detroit. Yeah, they get Okuda back this week. Um, and don't get me wrong, Devontae's probably better at this point in his career than Okuda is. But, yeah, I just don't think he's going to drop 40 again. You know, mm-hmm. and... I don't know. What I'm really interested in to see is if uh, Derrick Henry goes off against Jacksonville again. You see, historically dominates Jacksonville. That was uh, mm-hmm. the team he had that 99-yard run against. Um, so it'll be interesting to see because Denver played really well against him, like surprisingly well. Granted, he had 100 yards, but it took him 31 carries to get there. You know, it looked like him at Alabama all over again, where it's like, yeah, like hand him the ball. But yeah. And that, the whole Dak with the Mari combination is going to be really interesting too. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I because... agree. Cause in that now, because Amari is on Dub's team and Chase has Dak. So it might be a strategic play as well. Yeah, exactly. Every pass that goes to Amari is negative for Chase essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, he's a big right he's a big Gallup fan this week michael Gallup is yeah Gallup and cd so and and dude it sucks for blake jarwin i feel so bad for him he was supposed to be there he tore his acl yeah mm-hmm. it just sucks even though he's a cowboy yeah yeah but uh although chase oh, just one more thing about chase I think it's very perplexing to have both Jordan Howard and Matt Breida on at the bench. Um, I understand that someone has to come out of that backfield with the majority of touches, but I don't think we're going to find out anytime soon. I feel like that whole team's an enigma until Tua gets in and they really start finding out who they are. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's the truth. You're waiting for when Tua gets involved. Right, because yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick is really just a holdover at this point. And, like, it's not an if, but a when. And the way he played last week, he didn't, didn't look that good. You know, he looked like Ryan Fitzpatrick, it looks like. Mm-hmm. He looked like uh, classic classic Fitz, uh, Fitz no magic. Ooh, that was a good one. Um, so moving on to my, my rag guy, guys. Versus uh, your stepdad, Blake. Comb your hair, Comber. 
He's he's projected to win. I meant to take out Odell, so fuck me. Um, but no, I think. Uh, <laughs> Did you really? You didn't take him out. Why didn't you? Yeah, oh, no. And Tyler Boyd's already. Mm. Yeah, I'm hoping that I that I made play the, the world's smallest violin for you. Yeah, I fucked up there. Um. Yeah, so now I think uh, I think I think Blake has a has a good chance of, of of pulling this one out, but also think that there's some there's some pieces on my team who didn't come to play last week who who could potentially come to play this week. One of them being Odell, that motherfucker. You know, that's what you get for having you loyalty. Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you get for having fucking loyalty. What's gonna be funny is if he throws up an old goose egg. And Blake doesn't listen to this until next week, and he starts Chris Godwin, who also is not going to play. Mm, I hope he doesn't listen to it. <laughs> Blake, cover your ears. We, we won't post it until one ten p.m. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. What really hurt me last week was playing Tyron Taylor, Tyron Taylor, uh, because fucking idiot I was. I thought he was going to have a little run upside, you know. Didn't look yeah, very good. Yeah, he week could. One. Yeah. Well, especially get the Bengals' defense. Like half of their defense was hurt, and they just did not look like a like an NFL offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're underusing Keenan Allen. You're underusing Austin Eckler. What are you gonna do? I mean, Hunter Henry didn't see much look. I don't think so. You got to get your ball, your piece. You have a bunch of playmakers on that team, so it's not like a lack of that. Yeah. The but. one guy I love on your bench, and not necessarily for this week, is Mecole Hardman. Mm-hmm. Because if something happens to Tyreek Hill, Demarcus Robinson, or Sammy Watkins, he's right there as the next receiver. That offense is not slowing down anytime soon. Well, Denard Robinson isn't really – he's ahead of Denard, I feel like. Well, he wasn't – not on Thursday, he wasn't. Well, on Thursday, he wasn't, but – I mean, Mahomes targeted Demarcus Robinson like three times in the end zone. It's just Demarcus Robinson isn't all that good, so he didn't catch any of them, but – Yeah, McColl's better than him. That's He is. But, yeah, but all it takes is McColl one play. For him mm-hmm. to be fantasy relevant. Mm-hmm. So. All right, so let's go to our last game. Um, we're going to talk about the Davis Mill Kegmaster versus the Jeff Burks Washington Foreskins. What do we think? The Traders. The Not Traders. Traders. They traded right before week two, and now Borgie's projected 128. GG. He's got a four a four back pretty much stable right there. Um with his Jonathan Taylor, Miles Sanders, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. That's a pretty much stable right there. You're gonna see week to week. Um so I mean I think he's got a good team going forward, Borgs. And on the other side, um I think Jeff maybe you want to think about Taking out Cortland Sutton. I don't know if he's going to play again. And Devontae Parker. <laughs> and Devontae Parker. I would go Darius Slayton. Mm. And a Steelers running back. Yeah, Steelers running back. And put care okay. Of your choice. Mm. So probably, you'd probably want to go James Conner at this point. Um, if he was active today, which he was in practice. Um but then if he's a dud, then Benny Snell's starting the rest of the year, and then you have Benny Snell, too. Yeah, not a bad not a bad setup behind a good good offensive line. I don't know what we need for this league. We need a bookie for this league so we can start betting on our own game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if someone wants Chase, you want to make an app? Make an app. It's illegal in Jersey. Yeah, We'd have to. Think of like you'd have to set up a Venmo thing, Sour. I think. I don't think legality is the issue here, though. I think it's just feasibility. Yeah. Because we're already we're already participating in illegal gambling by betting money on this league. 
Really? I mean, technically speaking, yeah. But hmm. it's a skill based. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it's as legal. It's illegal as all sports betting is, as me going on Bovada. You know. Mm-hmm. So hmm. not too worried. But any uh, any hot takes on your end, Sarah, going forward for the rest of the year? Um. So. League-wise or NFL-wise? Mm, I mean, that's, because... I would keep it to keep it to a couple of players, maybe that you're really excited about for the rest of the year. So, one of the players here. Let me ask you this: While I st- still sort of scour the rosters, um, do you have any players you're like that played well week one? That you're super down on. You're like, yeah, that's a fluke. Hmm. And that's like, if you, if they were on your roster, you tr- you'd be trying to sell them at this instant. Um, one of those is actually kind of Naheem Hines. Um, is yeah. one of those who I think is a fluke a little bit. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to pick up a lot more. Um, I'm going to look through one more time just to make sure. I mean, you know, we didn't talk about who I think who think we should is Chris Carson, who looked dominant for the Seahawks as a running back. He was just in every play, getting involved every time in the passing game, running the ball, dominating. I think he's going to have a big year going forward. Um, See, the Seahawks are so interesting because it the whole – their whole dogma, you know, is pretty much like do everything you can to like not let Russ cook until you need to let Russ cook and then let him let him cook, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But that was not the case in Atlanta at all. Like they just came out absolutely slinging. So you wonder if their whole paradigm as an offense shifted. And if they did, if they're willing to throw 40 times a game every game, Dude, they might make the Super Bowl. Like, because oh, that yeah. off, like, Russell Wilson. If, be, if you become pass first in that offense after last last year's terrible showing of just trying to run the ball at, with the best passer in the league, yeah, no, 100% agree. And they, they could be a deadly, deadly force. And don't get me wrong, their defense is pretty weak, relatively speaking. But they always find a way to sort of hang in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and may you know make more of less and the nfc is just not that strong this year you know like 49ers okay packers okay you know i'm thinking of all the playoff teams last year and and none of them really stand out to you you know mm-hmm. and if they actually sat in the offense or sat in the offseason and had like a heart to heart. I don't know. It's the one thing I will say about Chris Carson though is they got Carlos Hyde involved in the game a lot, which you wouldn't have noticed by like the box score because Chris Carson had, you know, those two receiving touchdowns. So it's like, oh, he's fine. You know, he'll he'll rush. But what scares me is Rashad Penny, you know, hanging in the background until they use the first round pick on. And Carlos Hyde present there as well getting I forget how many carries he got but I think it was more than 10 you know Hmm. I wonder how that bodes for Chris Carson I mean it hasn't affected him in the past you know the year they drafted uh, Rashad Penny and last year Chris Carson played really well but you know I just don't know Mm-hmm. On the other, on the other side, kind of in the same vein, a question that you had before, I think T.Y. Hilton had an undervalued game in the opposite way of what you asked. So I think he had only nine points last week. I think you're gonna look to see him take a kind of a couple big steps forward, uh, getting a couple games with 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 Philip Rivers under his belt. And once Philip realizes you need to find him, um, he found Paris Campbell a lot. And I think once uh, they start getting going with Ty, I think it'll be a, a good a good move for Philip Rivers and Ty. A little in-game update: Nick Chubb just scored an 11-yard touchdown. So awesome! There goes his uh, bounce back. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, 
and that's the thing about the Colts offense, right? It's like Paris Campbell, this hot new, you know, he, he was a rookie last year, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, this hot new, he's finally in the offense. They're like, oh, he looks great. T.Y. Hilton, you know, is his same old self, you know, for as long as he stays healthy. Um, they have Jack Doyle, they, you know, Jonathan Taylor. Oh, my God. But it's like, uh, to me, like, Philip Rivers sucks. I, I don't, I'm sorry. Like, I, I just don't think he's good anymore. I thought that last year, too, with the Chargers. Um, Bob, behind don't, don't get me O-line, wrong. Behind the best O-line in the league. And, you know, great two great running backs, I think. Uh, and they still lost to the Jaguars. Yeah. And only put a, up 20 it points. Good, it was a classic Philip Rivers two-minute Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saw someone say on Twitter, as long as Philip Rivers is in the game, like you have a chance to win if you're the other team. It's, like, <laughs> so, it's so true. It, yeah. I, just, I just don't think he can get it done for them. Like, <laughs> and it's like, how many times did we see last season? Like, okay, down by six, they have the ball with a minute 50 left from the 20. Like, can Philip Rivers do it? No. Like, we saw that, like, six times last year. And we saw it again already in week one. Mm-hmm. So, like, at what point is he... Like, like, I think... I think him and Drew Brees are sort of at that same, like, they're already off the cliff, but just still going down it. But I think Drew Brees has a support system around him, and Sean Payton's like, okay, I recognize this. That's why I play Taysom Hill. Eight snaps a game at quarterback. You know? Mm, I don't think the lifeboat's there for Phillip Rivers. Well, they still have Jacoby Brissett, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I thought I always thought Jacoby was was underrated, but... Yeah, no, it... He wasn't a guy that elevated your offense, but I think that, that, that Jaco- is that is. True. I think Jacoby Brissett could do the same exact thing, maybe not the same exact thing, but close enough that Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo do in their offense. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. So besides Borgie's team, who's like your next favorite fantasy team? Uh, for me, I'm actually gonna go with the the Sultan of Sneef. I think he's gonna have a strong. A strong season. Unfortunate loss of Michael Thomas. Um, but uh, I think Chris Carson and Aaron Jones both have upside as his running backs. And uh, Zach Ertz is a staple tight end. Um, Josh Allen, upside quarterback. So I, I think Sultan of Sneef has a, has a pretty solid t- team as a, as a fantasy team. Besides, I guess, Davis Mill, who would you be taking, Borgs? I mean, uh, besides Borgs, who would you be taking, Sarah? <laughs> Um, dude, my team, I think, would probably be Dubs. I think his team is built really well. I think his team is sort of built to sustain injuries, right? So you have Derek Henry and Nick Chubb. And as down as people can be on Nick Chubb, which is totally warranted, given the Kareem Hunt extension, I think Nick Chubb is there to stay. And all it takes for him is one well-blocked run. For him mm-hmm. to, you know, be an RB1 for the week, you know, because mm-hmm. he'll break off those 70 yarders with no problem, right? Then he has Amari and Tyler Lockett, both bona, you know, Amari can disappear some games, but for the sake of the argument, they're both wide receiver ones in their own offense, right? Then you have Dallas Goddard, who I think is a great tight end, who he got at a discount. Discount wise, him up and, off waivers. right? Exactly, and he has Evan Ingram there. It's not like he's totally bummed at tight end. Um, I think he has a couple decent options. Flex AJ Brown's hurt, but Henry Ruggs, John Brown, I think they're all great. I think Joshua Kelly's, um, if what we saw from Austin Eckler is going to be the same, I think the only beneficiary is going to be Joshua Kelly. Mm-hmm. And I just think the team is sort of built. I don't like Drew Brees at quarterback, but, you know, you don't need a great quarterback 
to see. No, I agree. With I that. think he has a great defense and a great kicker. So even though he's 0-1, and even though I like I hate the fact that I'm saying this after he said in the group me like my team's great, even though I'm 0-1. I think his team's like one of the top three teams. Mm, all right, from from your mouth. Did I... you like my dub's voice? <laughs> it wasn't that great, but <laughs> just giving you shit. Well, like... um, but lastly, I just wanted to go over, I guess, the league rules. What do you think about future the future of the league? Because we propose keeper, you know, one player, any position for one year. Um, we propose doing Fab, who I know you're a big proponent of. Um, what's your take on on growth of the league? Do you think we need it? Um, do you think I don't, or do you think uh, it's something that would add value to the league? Because I, I think part of it is unknowing um, of what we're proposing as at the same time. So I would right. like to just shed some light there too. So, so my opinion is the main problem is all this is being discussed over group me which half the people have notifications off for and half the people don't check. Right. So, and I'm not saying that as in like, you need to check group me, you know, no, I'm, I'm agree, saying that as in like, that's the lack of communication, right? Lack of communication is, is part is definitely to blame. Exactly. We're not uh, hanging out at North Clem, unfortunately. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I think more than anything, what needs to change is just our, method of communication not necessarily we don't have to stop being in group chats but i think like for example next next well, maybe season, we do a text group and then that's that's how we have to do it <laughs> yeah right no but like next season i think we should ha set up you know now that everyone's sort of used to the whole you know in some instances working from home thing i think we should have some sort of like zoom or like group you know meeting where we're all in the same location at the same time able to discuss things and we sort of set up like an hour meeting where we want to just like talk through things and if the meeting only takes you know and fine we got a you know faab approved keepers approved like then we just bullshit for the next 45 minutes like it's completely fine i just think because we've i forget how long we've had this league what four years mm -hmm. something like that three Maybe. or four years yeah um, so for the past three, at least we, you know, for example, we haven't decided the draft until the week before mm -hmm. for all three weeks, you know what I mean? And that that's more of a symptom than it is like the problem. But like when we bring up keepers, it's like a week before, you know, and it's like, no shit, no one wants to do it. You know, they haven't had time to think about it. So like, well, keepers, I mean, for I example, feel like that's, that's, you don't really need a time to, to pop, to sit on it. Give me 24 hours. I mean, to, to really think about it, how much time do you need? Right. As an individual, you don't. But as a group, when you only have one week to decide and half those people aren't checking their group meet for a week and you only get six responses, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I think what we should do is come up with rule changes now, as ridiculous as that sounds, and sort of just discuss them through the week because you don't know what a rule change is going to feel like unless you're like in it and the best way to like be in it is to like have something to compare it to does that make sense like because you're in the season you're like fuck like i just missed out on that waiver pick it would have been nice if we were using faab instead because i would have been able to pick them up right you're able to match like where you benefit mm -hmm. No, I agree. We're doing it in our case. other league, and it's and it's nice. Um, it's kind of so. I think, I think what, and I'm totally cool with setting up maybe some sort of form or something where it's like suggested rule changes, mm -hmm. like throughout the season, where people just and like, you know, someone could get pissed off and be like, ah, like three wide receivers instead of two. I, I was thinking about that. that. Like, I could only I can only start two. Yeah, having exactly, and just nice. things like that. The rule changes that like come up in your head happen during the season it's in the off season it's in july and august where no one wants to think about the rule changes because you've just been thinking about who you're gonna draft mm -hmm. for the past month with your current rule 
So I think that would be, I don't know, I think the best way to tackle it. I do think change is good, but I think change for the sake of change doesn't necessarily accomplish anything, if that makes sense. It's not for the sake of change. I just think it would be nice to have a No, no, a not at all. And keep you like invested year. You're basically invested year round almost. Um, and then what I think is cool too is I mean if you we move to a dynasty or a or a keeper type league, you could you could mess around with trading draft picks and, and that nature. Um, which could make things a little more interesting. Absolutely. Uh going forward. I just meant change, don't have change for the sake of change in response to your question, like, does this league need change? Mm. You know, like, no, we don't need it. But I think we Yeah, no, I think it would make it a little more engaging. Um, and, and, like, everyone listening to this, trust me, like, you would enjoy FAAB more than you would how waivers are done now. Because there's nothing more frustrating... And watching fucko Jeff pick up, you know, the running back that you wanted because he's 0-1 and and scored the least amount of points. Well, it's like, do you like capitalism or socialism? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, boil down to simplest terms, yes. And Jeff, you're not a fucko. I just like the word fucko. Yeah, we've been picking on Jeff for no reason. He's putting out a good year. <laughs> I think he's used to it by now, at least. Or maybe that's why he never answers in the group chat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, all right. Yeah, I, I think uh, I'll actually start doing that. I say that now. <laughs> I'm never going to do it. Um, but <laughs> put together a form just like where you can submit what you rule changes that you'd like to see happen. And then at the end of the season, we sort of just run through it, like kick out the bullshit ones, entertain the ones that like we think would make the league better and then set the date then in January or December of when we want to like have a league meeting. Like I think just having one league meeting in the summer would expedite all of our like, you know, yeah, even draft, a call, it would be, yeah. you know, all those conversations just makes so much sense. I agree. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap for uh, week one of the uh, North Clem experience. I hope you boys at home uh, enjoyed and, and look forward to a great season. Hopefully we get to play uh, every week. Obviously, the Tigers look great. Go Miles Murphy. Go Brian Brisset. Um But any closing thoughts, Sour? Um, someone just texted me that Odell just scored and I'm trying to confirm it. (laughs) That's my closing thought. And I'm worried because I mentioned, let's go. Um, no, my closing thought is just, I'm glad that we still have this league. Um, you know, post college, obviously it was easy to have, um, when we're all living next to each other, but I really enjoy it. I'm really pumped for this season and uh, glad everyone's invested because if you're listening to this at this point, you are invested enough to be deemed. Yeah. Right. The 65th minute you guys are still here. That's why we love you. We couldn't do it without (laughs) you guys. You're the reason we keep doing it. So we appreciate it. Um, Oh, we totally could. I could listen to my own voice. <laughs> Feel free to like and subscribe and share. <laughs> uh, turn on notifications for this podcast. So thanks, guys. Have a great night.